You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Bad Ports Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. I'm your co-host, Danny. And fans, boy, we got a packed show for you today. So let's just get started. A little NFL talk. Some things happening in the NBA, Danny, early in the season. Some Major League Baseball surprises. Things that really kind of makes you wonder or makes you go, hmm. And an interesting trading card scenario. But first, right to the NFL, Danny. Listen, man, this thing in Green Bay is is just, man, come on. It's fascinating, frustrating, tiresome all at the same time. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, with the news of him uh, being immunized, uh, sitting out last week's game against the Chiefs. And then you have Jordan Love, who made his first career start. And where Jordan Love, I don't know, Danny. I don't know. I just think that Jordan Love... Yeah, if he has some more reps and everything, maybe he looks a little bit better. At the same token, I'm just like, man, you've been under Aaron Rodgers for about a year and a half. Could you have looked a little bit better? Um, Just a whole lot there. Uh, I don't know. But Packers went ahead and lost against the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chiefs are in trouble this year, quite frankly. Uh, And... The Packers' defense actually stepped up. I will give them kudos for that. But Jordan Love, um, just, you know, a subpar game from what we're used to seeing. And I think Packer fans need to really get used to that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be here next year. I don't think Devontae Adams is going to be here next year. So this may be something that we have to get used to. What say you, Danny? Jordan Love, you're thrown into an environment like Kansas City. It's a loud environment. Uh, You're facing the Chiefs, even though they're struggling. You're facing Mahomes. Uh, It was a great opportunity, though, because the Chiefs defense hasn't been playing well. So for him to go in, the environment wasn't the greatest, but he was facing a weaker defense. And I think some of this has to fall on the coaching staff to prepare him for this game and shorten the field up a little bit for him, man. You know, he had happy feet. He's a rookie in my eyes. You know, this is the second year, but this is the first game. So, you know, there's going to be nerves and he hasn't been working with the first team. So timing is going to be off. So you would have thought they would have did a lot more screen passes uh, with uh, Dylan and Aaron Jones. And even with Devontae Adams, he did target Devontae Adams, I believe, 14 times. But I just think it was first, you know, getting that first one out the way. And now he goes back to the bench, assuming Aaron Rodgers plays this weekend against the Seattle Seahawks. So it was good for him to get out there, get his feet wet. But, yeah, man, Packer fans, better be ready for that. Jordan Love, the MVS hookup next year. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how promising that is, but 
it, it don't sound good, man. I feel like that. That does not sound good at all. Jordan Love, 19 for 34 for 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, sacked uh, one time for 11 yards. Uh, QBR of 27.4. It was until the fourth game, quarter. He start, then he started, once they changed up the game plan a little bit, then he picked it up. They actually yes. scored. And they threw that pick at the, in the end zone or towards the end zone. So, yeah, it. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I think I was my expectations was just a little bit. I think w- one of the passes I saw was well above Devontae Adams' head. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened there? That didn't have anything to do with timing or anything. Like, it, some of the passes just kind of out of whack. Then there were some passes that was a timing issue there mm-hmm. um so i don't know man but aaron jones 12 carries for 53 yards uh my opinion not enough carries there uh aj Dillon eight carries for 46 yards uh and jordan love scrambled five times for 23 yards so i mean packers went ahead and had 122 rushing yards altogether. uh not enough for first career start in my opinion to kind of save uh, Jordan Love there, and I agree with you to the point that the coaching staff needs to do a better job there of really saving Jordan Love. But, man, you do expect a little bit more pizzazz, if you will, um, in my opinion. So we'll see how that goes, Danny. We'll see how that goes. Your Falcons. Ended up winning against the Saints, man. What say you? Jason, the life of a Falcons fan. <laughs> man, up 24 to 6. 24 to 6 in the fourth quarter. End up trailing 25 to 24 with less than two minutes left in the game. Matt Ryan connects with Cordero Patterson for a deep pass. End up kicking a field goal, winning the game. Hey, man, right now, if the playoffs were to start today, I know we got a long way to go. We're in the seventh spot. And considering we two of those games we lost, could have went the other way. So they're actually sitting in a decent spot. Calvin Ridley's out for the uh, foreseeable future due to the mental health break he's taking to get him get himself right mentally. So for them to win this game was huge. Uh, And now we have a big one coming up against Dallas and facing Dan Quinn's defense. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game. This I'm hoping the Dallas team that showed up last week shows up this week. They laid a straight egg against the Denver Broncos. Man, they ain't going to happen, man. I think, honestly, in that game, y'all going to get demolished, man. (laughs) Y'all going to get demolished, man. (laughs) I really believe that. I really believe that. I think it'll be closer than what you think. And I Dallas will bounce back. They get Michael Gallup back, too. So that'll be huge. So they'll be at full strength that way from the offensive standpoint. And our defense can struggle at times. So I'm, if we can get this game, though, man, it'll be huge for us uh, from a momentum standpoint. And now, Danny, OBJ, there are reports that OBJ is actually going to sign with the Los Angeles Rams. 
And so, whoa. He had a whole lot of teams looking looking at him. Uh, he had a whole lot of offers, uh, allegedly. Um, that's what's been being reported. Um, the likes of the Saints, the likes of the Packers, the Rams, um, a few other teams. And it seems like he's going with Los Angeles Rams. I thought he was going to lean towards Los Angeles, man. Um, one reason is because it is L.A. Mm-hmm. It's L.A. I mean, that just screams OBJ. Um, and then also coming out of Cleveland, he probably wanted a little sun, man. He wanted a little sunshine, you know, the palm trees. And he wanted that SoFi Stadium, man. That SoFi Stadium is amazing, man. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. Imagine playing in there for your home games. And so I think, you know, that's going to be actually a good fit for him. He has a decent quarterback mm-hmm. who's going to throw him the ball and for the foreseeable future. Now, I think, honestly, it would have been great for him to come to Green Bay. I think, though, Green Bay has too many ifs in its equation right now. And where, or shall I say, even too many unknown variables in the equation. You don't fully know if Aaron Rodgers is coming back. You don't know about Devontae Adams. I have a feeling they're both gone, but we just don't know right now. You're in a cold weather in the winter. Great franchise, title town, obviously. At the same token, you just don't know. Are you going to be, you want to deal with Jordan Love? Uh, you're a veteran having possibly a rookie quarterback. I, I don't I don't know about that. I mean, from a career perspective, at, at this point in his career, I'm thinking he's thinking, I need to go ahead and get this ring. And I think the injury probably put a different mindset, different spin on his career. So I think this is going to be a good fit, man. I really do. I don't think he's going to be so too anxious to really be in the limelight. Uh, this is his first year back from the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it takes a good, what, maybe a couple of years. So that's probably another reason why he decided to go to LA, man. That weather is something about the weather, man, that does something nice to your bones. And so I think he was like, man, LA, the media, man, I could be out there with LeBron. I could be out there with all these cats, you know, making some deals, mm-hmm. um, doing all that. And on top of that, I just play eight, nine times in, in L.A. every year. Hey, man, that sounds like a winner to me. What say you, Danny? But the Rams, they're a great fit. One thing I'm curious about with him, though, is they do run the ball a lot. And they do have a lot of blocking assignments from the receiver standpoint. So they do throw, but Mm -hmm. they block a lot. So he's going to have to buy in to that because Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, even though they get a ton of catches, they're out there blocking a lot for Daryl Henderson and the running back crew there. Uh, And they need him, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Based on that performance last week, uh, where – Tennessee just destroyed them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just 
destroyed them in the trenches. That was surprising too. And it made them vulnerable. So if you put some pressure on Stafford, we see in the past when he was in Detroit, he may he may not make the best decisions. And he made some terrible decisions last week that costed them the game because they had the one where he threw the pass where he just he could have took the safety, mm-hmm. ended up giving them the ball right by uh, the end zone. And yeah, so for how strong their offensive offense is, the offensive line may be their issue coming down the stretch. And Matthew Stafford, 31 for 48, 294 yards though, Danny. One touchdown, two interceptions, five sacks 40 for 41 yards. And looking at their receiving core here, they have Robert Woods, who caught the ball seven times for 98 mm-hmm. yards. Cooper Cup, 11 uh, receptions for 95 yards. Van Jefferson, Sony Michelle uh, out of the backfield there. Uh, I think they're going to be okay, though, Danny. The Rams have made some great moves, man. Let's just be real. Before the move with OBJ and and also Von Miller, I thought the Rams were actually uh, still contenders, man. Mm-hmm. Now this solidifies fully for me. They are straight contenders, uh, contenders to actually reach the Super Bowl. The only thing is they need that home court advantage or that home field advantage because them traveling to these cold city uh places i don't know but i will say i think adding von miller since he is he did play in denver used yeah. to the cold and everything i think that's going to really help them out mm-hmm. from pass rushing standpoint i say watch out for the la rams what say you danny jason i it's super bowl or bust right for the, every team but i look at them and if they don't win the super bowl it's a failure for all, they pushed all the chips into the middle of the table. Mm-hmm. They're all in. I'm worried about that offensive line, how tight Tennessee exposed the offensive line last week. And I'm still not 100% on board with Matt Stafford. I Like I said, man, it may be just I'm jaded because he was a Detroit Lion. And there's some games where if the pressure picks up, man, can he handle it? So I think I think so. I think to me, to me, I think with Matt Stafford being in Detroit, I think it was the team around him more so than anything. I mean, Matt Stafford has some great stats in yeah. Detroit. It was just they just never had the pieces around them. Yeah. Um, especially when Megatron retired, it was like, man, who who does Detroit really have? Uh-huh. Uh I think Matt Stafford, he still has a great arm. Oh, he could throw. I'm just worried about him in the pressure situation, like the playoffs, because he hasn't really won anything in the playoffs, right? I, I think I think he'll be good. Will the pressure think, get to him? I think I think he'll be good. Um, reason being, it, it, listen, you now have OBJ. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm saying that is to your point about and to your point about the offensive line, you got OBJ back there now. I mean, he runs a 4.38 in the yep. 40. That's my speed. Mm-hmm. He can separate. 
And to me, I think if you do some, even some short, quick passes to him to really help the offensive line, I think those type of things are really going to really help the offense and really move the chains. So I think this is, man, a great pickup and a pickup that I believe is going to really put them close to being over the top. Like if I were to honestly say, if we had a rematch with these teams currently constructed right now of the Packers and LA Rams, Mm -hmm. I had to pick the LA Rams. Yep. No, I agree. I just worry about Stafford. OBJ is a great pickup. I Mm -hmm. can't Mm -hmm. deny that. Mm-hmm. And for what they're it sounds like reporting, they're getting them for, you know, a year to get through this and kind of see after yeah. that what happens. But mm-hmm. I just so if you got Tom Brady and the Rams playing and there's a pressure situation, how is Matt Stafford going to respond? Is what I'm looking forward to seeing, honestly, because he hasn't been in that spot. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Now to NBA, Danny, start of the season. It's been a whole lot happening. Most recently, boy, one of the Morris's twins just went ahead and straight rib punched or gave, gave Jokic of Denver a rib shot. Yeah. And Jokic was like, man, you're not getting away with this. Went ahead and just pushed him while uh, Morris twins uh, back was turned. Listen, man, I think he deserved it. More, Morris um, twin deserved that. I think um, Jokic was right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really putting the message out there to the rest of the league. Like, hey, look here, man. I know y'all have said in the, in the past that uh, foreign players are relatively weak or whatever the case may be. Man, forget that. And I think Jokic is setting a tone, especially as last year's MVP. So uh, that's that was interesting to see. But I would say this, Danny. I think the season has been quite interesting. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, I think, you know, we're, we're injured right now. Uh, you have Milton, who's out uh, due to the uh, COVID protocols. You have uh, Drew Holiday um, recovering, still recovering from this heel injury. He's out there playing. I don't think he's really starting, but he's out there playing, providing some great minutes. Uh, I would have to say this, man. I, when this pickup happened, when the Bucks picked Grayson Allen up uh, earlier in the season or in, in the offseason, I, I was like, okay, I, I get it, but, man, I am just not a Grayson Allen fan purely because, man, he's dirty as hell, man. It's going to come out eventually, but man, he's been straight fire, man. <laughs> yes, he has. He's been straight fire from the three. Are you kidding me? Yep. And I have to say this, uh, DiVincenzo, you better get well quick because it seemed like you're going to be coming off, off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, I can see him being a trade piece, quite honestly. Um, because it seems like unfortunately DiVincenzo gets injured quite frequently. Um, so man, Grayson Allen has been straight balling, man. This has been a great addition to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Uh, he obviously is gaining confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think once Milton gets back, it's going to be really interesting to see how this really plays out. It really is. And hopefully Brooke can get back here soon. Um, right now, the Bucks are just kind of weathering the storm, if you will. Um, but they're going to have to start playing some ball and start winning some games. They just uh, beat the New York Knicks last evening, uh, 112 to 100. And the evening before, off, for, off of back-to-back, um, they went ahead and beat the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So, but they're going to have to start winning some of these games. The, the Eastern Conference is wicked. Mm-hmm. And you can't really – so the Eastern Conference is, like I said, man, it's wicked. I mean, the Bulls are looking actually pretty good, man. I came in front. Um, mm-hmm. Brooklyn is Brooklyn. We knew there was going to be there. And I told you all this from the jump. The Philadelphia 76ers are looking better without Ben Simmons. Miami is Miami. Surprisingly, Cleveland is in the mix. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to last long. We know how that rolls. Um, and the Washington Wizards, they got a nice squad. Yes. They have a nice squad, man. Uh, I, I just think that there's going to be some movement here, some shifting mm-hmm. uh, in everything. But uh, the Bucks going to have to really start, you know, making up some ground here um, just so that way they don't have to be really pressing come after the all-star break. Um, but Danny, I would say one of the surprising things in the NBA mm-hmm. is the calls yeah. or the lack thereof, yeah. which has been absolutely phenomenal. In my opinion, the game flows better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about basketball. It's not about no showmanship. It's about hard, a little bit more hardcore basketball. It's making it a little bit more physical, especially to uh, some of these players on the wings. Um, so that's one of the things that I am happy to see. The NBA finally made the right call. And as a result, you have some people struggling. You have James Harden struggling. <laughs> you have Trey Young struggling. You have Dame Dollar struggling. And Dame Dollar going to end up getting out of Portland, man. He does not look happy in Portland, man, at all. Mm-mm. I I think he's going to be gone, man. I think he's going to be gone. What say you? Yeah, so on the Bucks situation, I agree, Jason. It's They have a lot of injuries, weathering the storm, because their defensive presence isn't there. Without Brooke, that hurts them a lot obviously without Drew and Middleton as well. So they'll pick up once they're healthy there. Their shooting has been not great. Uh, They picked it up these last couple games here where they won, but it's just been inconsistency, man. And a lot of it too could be riding off the championship high as well and feeling they can turn it on soon. I think they're – I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I think their schedule eases up a little bit as well. Uh, to finish up November. So that'll help them as well to get to a point. But you don't want to fall too far behind in the standings. So they're at 500, and that's fine. And a lot of these other teams are trying to find their footing as well. 
um, like the Lakers bringing all these pieces. There's going to be inconsistency until probably the all-star break. And that's where the teams will start. You'll see the separation or the cream rising to the top as they prepare for the playoff push. Um, yeah, Grayson Allen, pleasant surprise. He did this a few times last year with the Grizzlies. If you remember, man, he had some of these breakout games because the Grizzlies were banged up as well where he got some time and he put up some decent numbers. He ran into a couple of altercations, like you mentioned with him and his style of play. Uh, didn't jive too much with some of the other NBA players that caused some issue, but all in all, he's a decent offensive player. And if he ends up going to the bench, that gives him some offensive scoring and he plays decent defense. Uh, one other item, Jason, I'll call out real quick is the whole Ben Simmons saga that continues. Mm -hmm. So it looks like now he's working, he's trying to comply with the Philadelphia 76ers uh, from a mental health standpoint. And it was reported that a rumor that the Boston Celtics may be interested in Ben Simmons. So I'm curious how this all plays out, man. He's on my fantasy basketball team too. So I need something to shake out quick with Ben Simmons because he's killing me with that zero every night. <laughs> uh, but all in all, man, agree on the basketball style. It's been definitely different. They made some adjustments. And as long as they hold tight to that, it should be a good season. And in the Western Conference, you do have Golden State on fire right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Curry did drop 50 uh, earlier in the week, man. Right now, Golden State's uh, leading 10-1. and one. Mm -hmm. uh, Then you have Utah, Phoenix, Denver's there. Dallas, surprisingly, is there. Uh, and then you also have the Clippers, um, who is um, actually doing pretty pretty well. Uh, man, I'm just really wanting Memphis to really kind of rise a little bit more, man. I, I'm just really loving John ja Moran's game. Mm -hmm. Really loving his game, man. I'm just hoping that he really makes the playoffs, like the for real playoffs, without have to, having to do the play and tourney. Because uh, I think he really deserves it. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out between him and Memphis. Quite honestly, um, will Job ja Morant request a trade at some point in his career? If Memphis doesn't really, you know, uh, move up, that's going to yep. be interesting to see. Uh, so it's just a whole lot of whole lot of stuff, man. Even in the Western Conference, man, the NBA has just been great, man. And to your point, Danny, uh, about the Milwaukee Bucks schedule, you have. Uh, the Boston Celtics coming up on Friday. And then after that, you have the Hawks at the at Atlanta. Um, then you have uh, the Lake show coming into Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. That's going to be interesting right there. And then you have the thunder Orlando on back to back yeah. games, uh, Pistons. Um, so they'll, they'll start rising a little bit here. Like you said, the schedule is going to ease up a little bit. They're going to start kind of getting into that routine, start getting mm -hmm. into that groove uh, and everything. Um, and then once uh, December hits, the, uh, the big game obviously is going to be Christmas Day where they play Boston in Milwaukee. And that's going to be interesting in itself. So, man, uh, I think the Bucs are going to be fine. 
Um, they're just going to have to really start, you know, getting these W's. And now, Danny, to a topic that I haven't really heard out there um, that hasn't been really discussed, man. And it's just amazing to me that it hasn't been. But for the first time in Major League Baseball history, there are five players on the same team that actually uh, received the uh, Golden Glove, uh, and that would be the St. Louis Cardinals. And I just thought that this was very interesting in that We've never seen it in baseball history, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only that, but the same token, Danny. Come on, man. You mean to tell me five of them deserve it <laughs> on the same team? I mean, this is the same St. Louis Cardinals that was five games behind the Milwaukee Brewers in the division. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, yes, they had a, a great run, a great streak. Uh, and everything to get them back into contention. But, man, that was only a period of time. We're talking about Major League Baseball that has so many games, man, throughout months. And mm-hmm. we, people are talking about the St. Louis Cardinals in that streak for over, what was it, man? It had it been like a month and a half, two months? And people just forgotten about the rest of the season? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This is be real, man. I, I just, I mean, for five Cardinals, five people in the same team to get the Golden Glove uh, is, is mind-boggling to me. Um, some of y'all may disagree with me on this. I, I mean, especially St. Louis Car- Cardinal fans, but you know what? I don't care. Um, but I guess congratulations are in order for third baseman uh, Nolan Arenado, Arenado, excuse me, uh, first baseman. Paul Goldsmith, left fielder Tyler O'Neill, center fielder Harrison Bader, and second baseman Tommy Edmond uh, for racking up the Golden Gloves for the St. Louis Cardinals. Man, um, I don't know, Danny. I mean, when you look at some of the people that was were contending mm-hmm. for the Golden Gloves in those positions. Um, I mean, just to kind of go down the line here real quickly. And maybe I'm just a little perturbed because, man, I thought at least some of the Brewers would, would get in there, man. Golly. I mean, uh, we were, we were, we won a division. <laughs> I mean, Cole Wong, I thought, should have got second base. I thought he said, got second. I thought he should got it too. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I mean, in, uh, as catcher, I mean, Molino, he got, uh, he became a finalist. He did not win, um, but he has uh, received the Golden Glove many times before. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first baseman, Freddie Freeman of the World Series, Series champs, Braves, uh, lost to Paul Goldsmith uh, for a Golden Glove. I mean, come on, man. I believe, like you said, Colt Wong, I, he should have gotten it, man. Yeah. I think he said he got it, but Tommy Edmond went ahead and outpaced him. Outpaced Ozzy Elbies as well from World Series Champs Braves. Uh, man, so it's just, I don't know, man. Is this kind of wrong, in my opinion? Uh, hell, I would even taking uh, even our Jackie Br- Bradley Jr. at center field. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some stats that they kind of go by. Uh, apparently, 
uh, Harrison Bader led all NL center fielders with 15 DRS. I had to look up what the hell DRS stand for, man. Um, baseball has so many different statistics and everything, but DRS is defensive run saved. Mm-hmm. Um, quantifies a player's entire defensive performance by attempting attempting to measure how many runs a defender saved. It takes into account errors, range, outfield arm, and double play ability. So, but second on that list was Bradley at nine. So, I don't know, man. Maybe that was a win, but, man, I'm talking about the catches and everything that Bradley has done throughout the course of the season. Come on, man. So, I... Congratulations to the St. Louis Cardinals for getting these golden gloves and being second in the division to none other than the Milwaukee Brewers. But I have to say, this is a little suspect. What say you, Danny? (laughs) And maybe it was recency bias, Jason, where because the Cardinals did go on that 17-game winning streak to finish the season and end up making the wild card. So... I know baseball is analytics overload. And it's, so it's one of those things now that it may not all be what you see on the field, like from the naked eye perspective, it's all analytics driven to make these decisions. So kudos to them. But like I said, Cole Wong, I thought should have got this. Yeah. Yep. Should have got a second base. And then, like you mentioned, Freddie Freeman, he had a great year. Uh, So it's one of these awards, again, it's very subjective. And there's just a lot that goes into it behind the scenes. But I'm just looking at, okay, if they're that great, granted they went on that winning streak, but what happened the first X number of months of the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were they the the cream of the crop then? Mm, I don't know. They wasn't, man. They, they were struggling, right? That's why, that's why I think it had to go on that, that winning streak to even uh, be considered in the running. So it's one of those things, man, that you look at and it's like, I don't know, but congratulations to them for winning the awards and taking five of the nine national league golden gloves. And uh, we'll see what happens next year. And now we have an interesting trading car scenario, Danny, what we got. So Jason Odell Beckham jr. Is in the news. So we felt before even him making this decision with the Rams, uh, we had this trading car scenario between Odell Beckham Jr. and his 2014 Topps rookie card for Andre Risen and his 1989 score rookie card. A couple quick bios. Odell Beckham Jr. was the 12th overall pick by the New York Giants out of LSU in 2014. Three-time Pro Bowler, 2014 Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Career stats to date, 504 receptions, 7,000 yards, and 51 touchdowns. 
Andre Bad Moon Rising was the 22nd pick by the Indianapolis Colts back in 1989 out of Michigan State. Five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, one Super Bowl, 743 receptions, 10,000 yards, 84 touchdowns, and played 11 years. So, Jason, whose car do you want in your portfolio? This was a, a harder decision than I thought it would be, man. It really was, Danny. It really was, Danny. I mean, we're talking about Andre Risen, who came out of Michigan State, who, man, like you said, five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro all and a Super Bowl champion there's so much to unpack here of Andre Risen, first of all, man. And then OBJ, I put it like this. Both of them are like cultural phenomenons. Let's start with Andre Risen. Andre Risen, man, come on. The league and thing. Nobody really knew about Andre Risen. Let's be real, man. Mm -hmm. But when he got to Atlanta and he balled out, his first his first year in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was slipped to the pro to the Pro Bowl and was an all pro. His first year in Atlanta. He had 1208 yards that first year in Atlanta. I mean, 82 receptions. I mean, he was balling out of his mind, man. Um, and then 91, he slipped to the Pro Bowl again. Uh, a little bit less than a thousand yards, really cl close there. But nonetheless, man, he was still balling, man. And who could ever forget with Andre Risen and the Atlanta Falcons? All I remember is seeing all the stars on the sidelines. And you gotta remember, Danny, too legit, too legit to quit came out in what year? <laughs> that thing came out in '91, man. That thing was released in September of '91. Y'all saw a hammer on the sideline, man, Atlanta, man. Come on, man. Who could forget that? And then who could forget Andre Risen's house being burnt down? Rest in peace, Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Mm -hmm. But at the same token, man, I mean, Andre Risen was that receiver in the news, man. The Falcons was that team in the news. And they were just fun to be around with, man, it seemed like. I mean, you had Deion Sanders, man. The Atlanta Falcons had a squad, man. Yeah. And, man, it, Andre Reisner had a great career. And who could forget his touchdown with the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl to help propel them to win the Super Bowl? Not a lot of people are remembering that. And he has a ring. He has some jewelry, man. That speaks volumes to me. Yep. Uh, and so, man, this was a very difficult decision, but let's go to OBJ. We talking about same OBJ who came from LSU with a lot of pizzazz, a lot of fire, the catches, the one hand catches in New York. Uh, and he just hasn't, he just hasn't had a good quarterback, man, to throw him the ball. When you think about, in my opinion, OBJ. You have to think about, despite his quarterbacks, 
Okay. Despite his quarterbacks, man, he has had, and I didn't realize he was in the league this long, first of all. I mean, the years just fly by, first of all, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but his rookie year, 1,305 yards. Second year, 1,450. Third year, 1,367. Um, got injured. Uh, the following year, but um, he comes back 1,052 yards, 1,035 yards, uh, 1,035 yards in Cleveland. And then after that, he obviously got injured with the ACL. Uh, and then it just went downhill from there. <sighs> this was a difficult decision, man. And OBJ, man, all these antics on the sidelines and carrying on with the, with the uh, kicker's net and everything. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Um, cultural phenomenon, uh, I think, a story to tell. Mm-hmm. This was a very difficult decision. I'm still trying to make it here, Danny. And you're talking about just the rookie card, but I, I have to get the rookie card, and I have to be able to tell a story. Mm-hmm. I can tell a great story with Andre Risen eventually becoming a Super Bowl champion for none other than my Green Bay Packers. And on top of that, he played for your Atlanta Falcons. OBJ, I think the story is still being written for OBJ. And I think, honestly, if we're looking at the cards, just as Andre Risen's card may his stock may start low in a stock watch, it will go in a hockey stick format. So it's, it'll start to rise because mm-hmm. of his career. The later in his career, he actually added, especially in winning a Super Bowl later in his career with OBJ. I believe his stock kind of has declined. Started very high, obviously becoming um, the offensive rookie of the year. That one hand catch has, says a lot, but I think his stock has gone down. Maybe with the LA Rams, his stock goes back up. Maybe. We don't know. Another variable. Nonetheless, man, I'm going with Andre Risen, man. I'm going with Andre Risen's card. Who you got? Yeah, this one was tough, Jason. This one was tough. They're they both have they have charisma. They're smaller receivers, so that's why we thought this was an intriguing uh, comparison and matchup. A bad moon, man. Great memories. And truth be told, besides him getting that Super Bowl, his quarterback play wasn't the greatest either. So. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the greatest quarterbacks either in his career. He made That's the true. most out of it. That's true. Looking at the cards, OBJ is intriguing because he has such a following. But when you look at on the field, that's where it's, it's lacking. That's why it's one of those things where it's not matching. There's a discrepancy here. And me, I'm... Looking at the card, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I can project if OBJ can get with the right team 
in the right system, he can blow up. But now he has his knee injury. Uh, he has all the stuff where it's, it's negative connotations around him. And I'm hoping that he can fix that when he's in L.A. Because he is such a great talent. But he hasn't really done anything in his career, so to speak, where he's won key games. He had the issue when they went to Green Bay. They're down in Miami kicking it before the playoff game and then went out there and, and got beat. Mm-hmm. So, but he was younger then, right? Judgment, and, you know, making you make decisions. I know I'm getting long winded with this, but this is tough to good, me too. Good, good. And I'm looking at Bad Moon Rising's card. If you remember, it was with the Colts, and he got traded for the Je- for Jeff George ultimately. And Jeff George went to Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and that's when they Atlanta sent those picks to get Rising. So I want to say. From a car perspective, I'm going to take OBJ's card. From a receiver perspective, from a player perspective, I want Ryzen on my team. But I think OBJ's card has more value. And he's in an era right now with social media and all this other stuff that will drive his value if he can get a couple of years consecutive where he can get his footing. Andre Risen, I prefer to have him as the receiver on my team. From a card perspective, I'm going to take OBJ's card just due to the fact of consistency. Mm-hmm. Odell isn't there yet. We need to see some consistency from Odell from on the field. That's the he, only thing. That's the yeah. only thing, man. To me, it's like mm-hmm. it's too many ifs. It's too many variables with OBJ right now for me. Yep. Um, at least with Andre, yeah, he was a uh, firecracker, but you know what? When the lights shine the brightest, mm-hmm. he had that pass in the NFL. He caught that pass, but he got a touchdown, man. Yep. Uh, and all. Um, so to me, that speaks vibes. I, I feel you with the social media, but in that case, then you can say that about any player pre-social media. Mm-hmm. I think Andre Risen, he had, he wasn't in social media, but he was in the media. He was in the media, exactly. So he, he, people knew him. Like you said, mm-hmm. you mentioned about the house burning down. Oh, they knew All him. the too legit to quit, all that. They, they, we had that going him. in Atlanta. I mean, could you, could you imagine social media, if they had <sighs> social media back in the day? Come on, man. You <laughs> kidding me? Oh, Dion man. down there. Man, come on, man. It was straight clowning down there, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> so um, there you have it. Who you got, fans? Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.